Hi, this is Kenny Duff, and you're listening to Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Hi, everyone, and welcome. I'm Pastor Tim with Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas. It's Sunday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, and it's time for the Word of God. We've been anticipating Christmas, the arrival of Jesus, and you with kids can certainly feel the anticipation at its peak. We're happy you're here with us today, and we're happy that each of you is here to worship and celebrate together. Christmas is here, and God is here with us. Over the past four weeks, we've been celebrating and observing Advent, and now here on Christmas Eve, on the verge of the celebration of the arrival of Jesus our Savior, the light of the world, Emmanuel, God with us. As you know by now, Advent is a season of expectant waiting as we focus and reflect on Christ's coming, his coming to earth on the first Christmas long ago, and his eventual triumphant return to earth to complete God's ultimate work of redemption. For the past four Sundays, we focused on different aspects of God's character as exemplified in Jesus Christ, aspects such as hope, love, joy, and peace, and the theme of our Advent celebration has been God with us. Matthew shed a little light on the subject in his account of the Christmas story. He wrote in Matthew 1, verses 22 and 23, All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The Christmas story is powerful, filled with wonder and miracles and very real life. It's the story of God with us. Jesus come to earth as the most wonderful gift of all eternity. As we walked through the various parts of the Christmas story these past four weeks, we've explored the intersection of God with us in the lives of real people who played a role in his arrival. And we've seen that as he brought hope, love, joy, and peace into their lives in very real ways, he'll do the same for us today. In our time remaining today, let me highlight all that it means that God is with us. First, there's the promise of hope. The book of Luke begins with an account of Jesus' birth. Most of us usually start reading at Luke chapter 2, but if we do, we miss a great deal of important context. Luke began his story of Jesus' life with Zechariah and Elizabeth, a priest and his wife, an old childless couple who received an angelic message that they would have a son who would be a promised prophet to prepare the way for the coming Messiah. We know him as John the Baptist. This message to Zechariah was a bright spark of hope to the couple who had longed for a child for most of their lives, but even more to the people of Israel. You see, the promise of the Messiah had given the Jews their deepest hope throughout their entire history. Hope in Israel was alive again. Hope on earth at its deepest levels was alive again. And hope is still alive for us today. How is your hope today, beloved? Whether your heart is light or your spirit is deep in despair, let me encourage you that God with us brings us hope that sparks like a fire. It flows like water. It grows like a seed. Hope grows and spreads like a living thing. It can dwindle and wane, and yes, even die. But with nurture and care, it can revive and flourish and multiply. Focusing on gratitude can renew and grow our hope. Recognizing and appreciating the good that God has shown us in the past can increase our hope for all he's going to do in the future. This is a perfect season for sharing this gratitude and hope with those who love and support us. And as we do, hope can multiply its effects. As we nurture living hope, it can sustain us through our darkest days as we wait for God to move. I echo the Apostle Paul's prayer for us all in this season. 
He said in Romans 15, 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you'll overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Second, there's the promise of love. When we talked about love, we talked about Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph's was a love story and a life story being written by God himself, and he is love itself. He knew just how to deliver tangible love to Mary and Joseph in exactly the ways they both needed. For Mary, this was the support of someone who could fully understand what she was going through. Elizabeth was just that person as she was experiencing her own miracle pregnancy, and her reception of Mary was like the biggest, warmest hug she could ever receive. Elizabeth's understanding and acceptance served as the tangible arms of God to confirm and reassure Mary that she was not alone. For Joseph, he needed a supernatural expression of love. In his pain, he decided to divorce Mary, but God lovingly met his needs by sending an angel to assure Joseph that the miraculous events were indeed taking place. In just the right ways, God lovingly provided what Mary and Joseph needed. And God does the same for us, beloved. God is love. God gives his love to us freely. And when we open ourselves to it, God's love flows through us to others. The Apostle John wrote in 1 John 4, 16, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. And then in verse 19, we love because he first loved us. God with us is love for, within, and through us. The love of God is a miraculous, transformative force that changes us and sweeps us into a miraculous story. As we respond to God's love, we find our own capacity to love expanding. It's like that scene in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, when the Grinch's heart kept growing bigger and bigger. In fact, it grew three sizes that day, until it bursts the measuring frame. Perhaps like that transformed Grinch, we too can be bringers and bearers of love in this Christmas season and beyond. Let's start with those closest to us, our spouses, our kids, our relatives, the ones we've been impatient with in the busyness of the season. Let's continue with our friends in this very room, in our neighborhoods, at our jobs, and yes, let's include the strangers, the people who seem different from us, the enemies, and even ones who are just plain hard to love. Love has come into our world in the person of Emmanuel, God with us. Let's live, beloved, and spread his love in every way that we can. Third, there's the promise of joy. Elizabeth personifies Christmas joy. Mary's cousin, the mother of John the Baptist, was the first to receive and experience joy in the arrival of Jesus on earth. But first, there was joy in the miraculous gift of her own son, John the Baptist. And it was all the more joyous because of the pain and shame she had endured. In her culture, she was the one called barren, like a desert. She was the one considered a failure for not providing a child, especially a son, to carry on the family name. Elizabeth was stigmatized as a disgrace in a culture that prized children and considered them blessings from God. And this was a burden she carried inside most of her life. Elizabeth must have felt joy when she heard, or certainly when she became pregnant soon after. We know she felt gratitude, but we're not entirely sure why she spent the first five months of her pregnancy in seclusion. What is clear, though, is that when Mary came to visit shortly after her encounter with an angel, joy erupted from Elizabeth. She proclaimed to Mary in Luke 1, 44 through 45, When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Elizabeth's joy, it was contagious. It filled Mary and set her free to overflow with gratitude and praise with her own song of joy. Joy is like that. 
It spreads and it often is present in circumstances that don't seem all that joyous, especially when its source is Jesus, God with us. In 1 Peter 1 verses 8 and 9, Peter described that kind of joy this way. You love him even though you've never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Christmas is a season characterized by joy because Jesus has come. Let's look for and choose joy no matter what troubles may be swirling around us or what pains may be troubling us inside. Let's rejoice together, beloved. Let's rejoice for the arrival of our Lord and in the knowledge that he is with us, always working to provide and heal in our hearts and lives. And fourth, there's the promise of peace. We like to think it was a peaceful night in Bethlehem on that first Christmas, but for Mary and Joseph, it wasn't. Mary was giving birth in a stable after a frantic search for lodging of any sort in a city that was so crowded there wasn't a place for a pregnant woman to stay. It might not have been peaceful for the shepherds either. In fact, we know those shepherds were not feeling peace when the angel first showed up. They were terrified. They probably thought that they were seeing some kind of ghost or losing their minds. Now, these guys weren't particularly religious. They undoubtedly believed in God and did their best to follow the laws. But in the social and spiritual order of the day, these guys were near or at the bottom, and they knew it. So when a heavenly being appeared in the sky, they probably thought they were in for it at last. But you and I know the story. The angel was a messenger of joy and peace. He said in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, I bring you news that will bring great joy to all people. Then in verse 14, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. God had purposely chosen to let these lowly sheep herders in on the first news of the celebration because his son had come for them. God with us was here. He was here for the shepherds, the outcasts, the downtrodden, and those who didn't measure up. And to them, he brought a message of peace. Because God is with us, there is the peace that is available for us today. And it is the peace we celebrate today. And it's also the peace in Advent that keeps us looking forward when Jesus returns one day. He will heal all that's been broken and he will restore God's complete kingdom of shalom. Then there'll be an absence of war and hatred. But even that type of peace will be an extension of the wholeness that he will establish. My friends, this is the kind of peace we have access to because God is with us. The peace that transcends understanding because it defies our circumstances and problems and pain. Even in our darkest nights and fiercest storms, we can draw near to God and find the settling presence of his spirit. This is the peace of Christ that we celebrate with the arrival of Jesus. He is here this Christmas Eve Sunday. Let us rest in that peace in this moment together and let us carry it with us even when we return to our celebrations and our tribulations. The Prince of Peace is come, and he can rule in our hearts. And beloved, that brings us to the center of it all, Jesus. That's what this message is today. God with us is Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7 read, And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. Luke's description is so understated, yet it's so definitive. The Messiah came into the world in the most humble of ways, human, infant, poor, vulnerable, physically dependent, God with us as one of us. He came as a miracle, the greatest of all miracles, yet a quiet miracle. And the miraculous announcements and events surrounding his birth were at first quiet, personal, even controversial in appearance for Mary and Joseph. 
Then they were unexpected and localized to lowly outcasts and foreign sages who were on the lookout for such an unexpected disruption of eternity. And still in the middle of it all is Jesus, our Emmanuel, our God with us. Jesus is the fulfillment of all hope. Jesus is the embodiment of love. Jesus is the source of joy. Jesus is our peace. Jesus, beloved, is life. And because he has come, we can be with God authentically, honestly, wholly, eternally. As it says in John 10.10, Jesus' purpose was to give them a rich and satisfying life. In John 14.6, he's described as the way, the truth, and the life. In Revelation 22.13, it reads that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Jesus is who we have figuratively waited and prepared for through Advent. And Jesus is who we continue to look forward to in his eventual return. In the meantime, he is with us filling us with his life and spirit. Now, as we arrive at Christmas, let's open our hearts to him in worship. Let's receive his hope, love, joy, and peace, and ultimately his life. In Romans 5, verses 1 to 5, Paul captures a snapshot of this life we now have in Christ, as well as a complete summary of Advent and the gifts brought to us by God with us. It reads, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have, here's the first word, peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and confidently, and here's the second one, joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confidence. Here's the third one, hope, the hope of salvation. And this hope will not disappoint us, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with, and here it is, his love. What a beautiful description of the life brought to us by Christ. Today, on the eve of Christmas, let's be like those shepherds of long ago. Let's eagerly go to our Savior and worship. And let's return glorifying and praising God when we find and know and experience all that he's promised. Luke chapter 2 verses 10 to 14 says, But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby snugly wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for another encouraging message from God's Word. To find out more about our ministry, look us up on the web at www whccnb.org Word of Hope Christian Church Real people A real God Real hope